For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Arguably your first or best defensive player not named Harold Perkins, Mason Smith, has been suspended from one game. Wilson Alexander from The Advocate is reporting. So I know that we're just getting to the show. It's probably you weren't used to not hearing that. Ah, we are live. Welcome Welcome, welcome. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you're making a good one. We know that we are as well. I know that you are probably expecting that, but breaking news. Sources says Wilson Alexander, the LSU defensive t- LSU star defensive tackle Mason Smith will not play against Florida State. The NCAA suspended him for the first game after determining he received an improper benefit. He can return in week two. I am going to text Wilson Alexander right now. Hey, can you come on at 730 to talk Mason Smith? Did I say Mason Taylor earlier? I meant Mason Smith. So we'll try to get that. I mean, look, man, this is not good. This is not good at all. So we'll talk on that here tonight. We got some other things that we need to roll through as well. We'll see. Uh, he said he can tonight headed to dinner. I was like trying to get you after the massive bomb <laughs> you just dropped. 
Anyway, so it won't be joined by Wilson Alexander, but I'll get some more information. We'll talk about that. Why you now have to kind of week, win in week one. So I, I, I will have to shift this a little bit now with this Mason Smith news. Uh, but why you need to really win in week one if you're LSU. A lot of it's been put into, well, Florida State, because they have Clemson a couple of weeks later, whatever, I, I get all of that. But you have really good SEC teams that you're going to face down the road. Doesn't matter if you're playing them now or later. If you lose two in a row, then chances are you're not going to make the playoff anyway. So we will shift a little bit on that, but we'll talk more Florida State uh, here tonight. I'm going to push Rafino's ranch back because we. I'm sure this is going to be a, a very – big thing here um with all of this so i was going to talk about the acc continue to expand i'll just push that down uh later into the show uh here tonight we'll go around your sec i'll give you my week zero preview and picks i did it on rafino and joe show i'll give you my picks here tonight all on the money line gonna do a little parlay on this it's week zero you know it's whatever and then we'll get to a saint season prediction if we do have time here so if we do have time, we'll get to it. Stinks, but we'll learn uh, a little bit out. I'll get some more information uh, as well on all of this. So stay with us. Um, it's going to be an interesting show. <laughs> going to be a very interesting show. Delton says, if this day couldn't get any quote-unquote better, ain't that the truth? Uh, Matthias on YouTube says, never been so mad and confused at the same time. I know. I know. And look, it's it's not, you know, we'll pull up the article, but basically he said the in, this is what Wilson is saying. The NCAA determined and received an improper benefit. Although Smith did cooperate in all of the investigation, the NCAA still ruled out for the first game he can return in week two. So, look, man, it's not good, and you don't want that. You don't want that at all. You don't want that at all. And I, I don't know all of the intricate details, but we'll try to get them and we'll we'll talk about them as we can. Stephen Young says the SEC should leave the SEC should leave the NCAA. Big Ten will allow, and they'll be uh, Big Ten will follow, and they'll be dead in the water. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. But we need to find out what this is, though, right? Like we need it before we say. You know, we need to find it out. Like, due process, not just on the good and, and defending of LSU, but the, you know, if something happens as well. So, but we'll find it out. I mean, if he's cooperating, they only suspended him for a game, that's – it probably seem, is very insignificant. Very, very insignificant. So, yeah, man, not good. So, we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that. And where they are in the interior of the defensive line. You got a really good team, man. It's not, it's not good to be missing him. You missed him all last year. You missed him in this game, too. I, I, that sucks for him. So, really sucks for him. So, I've got good friends over at betonline.ag or good friends over at GMVarnoandSons, GMVarnoandSons.com. Let's get to a very quick break. We'll come back and talk Mason Smith. But before we do that, everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share every time you do that. Really helps the show grow. We greatly appreciate when you do that as well. So hit the like button, hit the share, all those groups, all those social media pages. If you're on Facebook, if you're listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, and notification bell. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. And if you're watching us on Fubo TV, welcome, welcome, welcome. We'll be right back. Let's talk Florida State, Mason Smith. We do that next. 
BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you, and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell them you good friend, Blake Rafino. Sit you on by. We're back! So listen, I'm reading all of your comments. I, I, I see them all. Um, listen, here's just my general thought. I'm trying to gather as much information as I can at the current moment. But this does really suck. Regardless of... And look, we're going to fight against the NCAA... What, what are they doing? Why LSU? Why Mason Smith? Why now? What happened with compliance? Did LSU drop the ball on something? Was there something that they missed? Is the NCAA just picking around for whatever reason? We'll find out all that information. I'm sure, okay, let me just say this. I'm sure that what Mason Smith did was very minute. Let me say this, hint, hint, wink, wink. I am sure that what Mason Smith did was very small, little, minute, hint, hint, wink, wink. You're probably going to, when you hear what all of it is, you're probably going to look at yourself and say, wait, he got suspended for that. Maybe, comp- and, and let me just say, I'm not trying to throw shade at anybody in compliance, not trying to do that remotely. Just let me give you the information about how NIL deals work around LSU. Because we've had a couple. We've shared this before. Because the general public was really interested in how you get involved in all of that. You obviously meet with the player. You come up with terms and agreement. Some of them, I would assume, if they're smart, all have legal contracts that are in front of them. If they agree, we agree, you sign, whatever. That... NIL contract, that contract that you have with that player, okay, goes to, and there's a system involved at LSU, you go in there, you basically give it over to their compliance, it goes through the proper procedures, and then when all of that happens, okay, it gets approved or denied. Really simple. Really simple. We had attorneys, attorneys involved to make sure that we weren't doing anything wrong. 
Well, they were the ones that were with us in sponsoring it. So we did everything above board. I don't know what happened there. I would assume that it had something NIL possibly generated, if I had to assume. But, man, I, I don't get this one. Like, I, I, as much as I don't get this one, okay, there's nothing literally we can do. Literally. You know, if we're going to we, – we've seen this around LSU way too much. Way, way too much. He Mason Smith didn't play against Florida State. Last uh, last season, he got hurt in the first drive. Now, you get to a place where he's not going to be playing against them again. And that really hurts. Because you needed every strong-bodied, healthy body, and he's healthy enough to play, healthy body to be out there to beat what is a top-10 team. Guys, you're going up against a top-10 team. Week one. On the road. On the road. So when I see this and I hear this and I know that things are going on and I'm assuming they will file, I don't even know if they have time enough to file an appeal. Right? I don't even I don't even know if they have enough time because the NCAA pretty much came down with this ruling, I'm assuming. And we'll get Wilson on here at, at, at some point. But... <sighs> I, I mean, look, I'll just pull up his article here. I'll, let me just pull up his article about what he has. So, hold on. Let me just share what... So, this is Wilson Alexander from The Advocate. This is the article that he wrote in reference to Mason Smith. He says, LSU star defensive tackle Mason Smith will not play for the Tigers in the season opener on September the 3rd against Florida State because of a one-game NCAA suspension, multiple sources with knowledge, to the situation told the advocate on Wednesday. The NCAA determined that Smith received an improper benefit, sources said. Although Smith co- uh, cooperated with the investigations, the NCAA ruled him out for the first game. He can return week two in the home, own, home opener against Grambling. Without Smith, number five LSU will face or will miss one of the best defensive players against the number eight Seminoles in only top 10 matchup of that weekend and he goes into you know the ACL pre-camp injuries and I'm pretty sure that's all that Mason had oh there we go I mean all that uh Wilson had but he does have this in in Smith LSU expects a disruptive pass rusher yada 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 um and just says who we replaced them I'm just trying to make sure that we do not um miss anything here Yeah, we didn't miss anything. I don't at least I don't think that we did. Yeah. No. Yeah. Nothing nothing about this suspension. So look, man, it stinks. I see a lot of your comments in here. We'll get to some of them. Uh Adam says the NCAA has money on uh has money on Florida State, probably. Probably. Josh Forbes says, what's an improper benefit? I don't know. And and look, when all of the details do come out, and they will come out, more tonight, more into the morning, things like that, a year out with an injury, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I really don't. (laughs) 
crying belly said something about performance enhancing drugs. What? No. I mean, I probably shouldn't be listening to an, an imbecile anyway. I don't know why he's in here when he hates us, but he can kick rocks. Mark says, LSU must have known about this for a while. Probably did. Probably did. Penn Jones says, stop with the damn criticism of JD5. This crap is getting old. I know. That's that's Joe. That's Joe. Uh, Jay Duga says, can they appeal and sit him after the appeal? It's a good question, Jay, that I, I just don't know. Like, I do, I do not know. What I would assume is no. And I would assume that they've already gone through, you know, an appeal process and probably with that cooperation and trying to deal with it, they probably, I would assume, have already talked about that. But, I mean, you can't play him. I mean, I don't know what else to say. And that sucks. So, when you look at on the field, I mean, Jacoby and Guillory, congratulations. You're going to be starting now. But you need Jordan Jefferson to step up, man. And I thought that he's had a really good camp. So, now with Mason Smith out again, I mean, which hurts you against arguably the best guys this arguably might be the best team that you play all year and your best defensive players out you got to have two guys and Jacoby and Guillory and Jordan Jefferson stand, step up like there's there is nothing else you're going to need them to generate somewhat of a pass rush like you're going to have to have, they're going to have to find a way to generate a pass rush inside that in, in that interior that is something that's been lacking with LSU for a while now, for a while. And like Brian Kelly mentioned, okay, and he's talked about this at nauseum. Look, we got to start getting more pressure from up the middle and with our defensive tackles, we can't completely rely on the edge dudes. And he's right. He's right. Makai Wingo, some of, I can think of two, of Makai Wingo's sacks last year, came from, if you remember Ole Miss, when he was playing defensive end, he was going up against a tackle. And I, I, I think the other one may have been Alabama. No. I forget. Maybe Arkansas. <laughs> but multiple times he came off the edge in those situations, and you need a dude in the interior. I do think Justin Jefferson's had a fantastic camp, man. Every time that we've seen the transfer from West Virginia out there, he has looked really solid. I'm not he, I'm not saying he's better than Mason Smith, anything like that. But I do think that he's had and been one of those guys that you look at and say, hey, man, this guy has kind of looked apart. Like, when we're out there, I know we talked to Nagy and Wilson, who broke the story tonight. Like, when we've seen him in action, he has not looked bad at all. Quite real, didn't just being honest. I thought there at times he had passed up Jacoby to some extent, and really just the domination that you saw from him at times, especially in the passing game. He did really good, he's done really good against the run, too. I thought that he had one of the bet more solid camps that we'd seen. So, I do think that you have depth there. Do you does things change because of that? I'm sure the line will change maybe a little because of that, right? Maybe you're a one-and-a-half-point dog or a favorite and instead of a two-and-a-half-point uh, uh, favorite. But we'll have to wait and see. But it's a big deal missing him in the middle. You were relying, and you are relying on him, right? 
you are relying on him to be that dude. So, again, it, it's a massive hit for you. It's a massive blow. You can't really you, – you, you know, if when this was last year, you really couldn't kind of afford him being out. Now I do look and say, hey, look, man, the depth and the pieces that you went and got it on the uh, on the defensive line. Maybe you can sustain this one a little bit better. And I think that you can. Gerard says Mason was given the only thing bad in NIL era and double stack cheeseburgers with bacon. <laughs> I don't know that. I mean, I've talked to a couple people. That's why I keep looking at my phone and text, and they're just like, look, man, it's this, this, and this, and we're just trying to confirm it. So I'm not going to tell you anything and with it just, you know, with it just breaking. Tommy Garcia says, hope it's nothing more. Well, it's obviously nothing more because he's only suspended for that one game. He says, can't recall another time when someone was suspended for week one by the NCAA. Well, this is definitely, um, certainly, this is Charlie Baker and others trying to make a name in what you can be suspended for. They're trying to make a little bit of a push in NIL. They're trying to say, hey, look at us. Why is it LSU? I, look, I don't know all that. Maybe even LSU self-reported it. I, I highly doubt that they did. Um, but, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, M on YouTube says our interior O-line is probably the weakest spot of our offense. And see, that's when he talks about, um, that's when he, and he talks about Florida State there. And that's why Mason Smith would be such a big uh, uh, piece here. And, and look, is he your best defensive player not named Harold Perkins? Like we said in the opening, Yes. Is he your best defensive player not named Harold Parkins? I think he is. Or can be. Let me put it like that. He can be. That may be Omar Spates by the end, uh, halfway through the year. Who knows? It might be both of your linebackers or your best two, two best defensive weapons. It might be Savion Jones. But you were relying on him to be there. You need a big game from Jordan Jefferson. And look, we were going to talk about this today, why you needed to win week one. But I'll just field some of your comments more. Uh, here uh, before we get to that. Um, H-Town Creole says, this defense is stacked with talent. Mason didn't do anything last season, so why are y'all so worried? Because, man, they're a good team. Like, again, like, can you sustain him being out? Yes. Can you win with him being out? Absolutely, you can. You almost beat him last year, and he didn't play the whole game. You won the West without him. I mean, can you do everything that you wanted to do? Yeah, you did. But he's had a really – I mean, look, Mason's been banged up. Doesn't mean Mason hadn't had a good camp. The reason that there was buzz around him is because he had been looking good before he had gotten beat up a little bit. So, I, I'm just saying, you just want your best def, best defensive players to be out there. I mean, if, if Jared Verse was suspended for a game, if Brain Fisk or Fentrell Cypress were – suspended for a game it would be just as big news for them as it is for you just as big of news for them as it is for you don't act like it's not because it is and look 
we'll go into what we were going to talk about and why you need to win week one. Look, you've lost th- your last three openers. To, to show that you're on that right track, to show that you're on that right page, you need to go out there and win. And look, I have continuously said on this show, I think you're going to win. I think you go into Orlando, and quite honestly, I think offensively you're going to open up a little bit of a can of whoop-ass. I think that this game is going to be pointsy. I could see it being a 38-31 type of game at the end of all this, and both offenses looking really solid. And I think you're going to do that. But if you were to ask me what team goes out there and whips ass, if there's a team that would separate – Right, like If there's a team that were to win by 2021, I do think it would be LSU because I've seen them offensively. But that's not going to happen. This game's going to be closer than we, than we think. Hell, it could come down to a, a field goal game again, extra point game again. Who knows? But they are a solid team. They are a very solid team. And you can't discredit that. So why you need to win week one? This is why I think you, you do. If you do win in week one at, from an LSU standpoint, really you're set up for that first weekend in November, man. Like, I, you can't – you got to go into every week with a championship mentality. You know that. I know that. You can't be, like, slacking in any of those games. Because if you are, going to a place like Como, you could slip up. You really could. You 100% could slip up in Como at 11 a.m. kickoff game. Winning this game does give you a small room of error. And it's so big into the playoffs. Even if you say you go undefeated all the way to the SEC championship game, and you let's call it what it is, you face Georgia again. You have the ability to slip up in that game and still be in the playoff. Where Florida State, if you don't lose, if you lose to LSU in week one, the Florida State road is not as, is definitely not as tough as Florida State's. Not even remotely close. They would have to beat Clemson twice, and I get all of that. I get all of that. Beating a good team twice is not only is it not easy, sometimes it's impossible. In college football, we don't see it. It's like a, it's like a blue moon, which I think we're having an actual blue moon soon. But it's like a blue moon that ever com- comes around every once in a while. LSU has a much tougher road. Getting off to this start would be really good. You know, would be just such a different level for you. A different level. And I think that you will. Like, my game plan or my keys to success will get into Monday, but just a little bit of a preference. Here's what I think you're going to have to do, man. You're going to have to open up that can of whoop-ass through the air. Get your playmakers the ball out in space. Like, trying to run right up the middle against this Florida State defense, I do not think is smart. You're going to have to get that ball out in the perimeter. Like, I would not be surprised if the game plan were to be going into that game. You see some four, five, six, maybe even more bubble screens, bubble screen to uh, to Aaron Anderson, 
little quick hitch, quick hitch, quick hitch. Kyron Lacey, Mason uh, uh, Malik Neighbors, Brian Thomas. Like, I could ultimately see that because I think that LSU really just wants, and Brian Kelly alluded to this, right? Like, he alluded to this in yesterday's press conference. He said, you know, when I was breaking down 2020 Alabama film, wait, what? Like, I don't know if you caught this yesterday. I, going back and listening to him today, I, it's kind of a stupid thing that I do. I listen to it more than once. Why, why do I do that? I'm probably an idiot. But listening to it more than once, like he was, at, Brian Kelly was asked a question about being more explosive. Actually, what's crazy? The question came from Wilson Alexander, and in talking about some of it being more explosive, he goes, "Look, I I, I watched 2020 Bama. You, you know what I loved about them? Hey, man, catch, throw the, uh, the the wide receiver out in the flat." And he mentioned that it's a team that I think I'm pretty sure he faced in 2022 in the playoff. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm remembering correctly. Interesting thought process. And look, Brian is very meticulous in what he says, but he's also very truthful in how he attacks it. Like, I don't really remember a time that Brian Kelly has said something and it just be completely off base like he's trying to hide something. Now, he may do that when it comes to maybe something negative or positive or deflecting as a head coach would, when it comes on the field, he pretty much gives you what you what you want to hear. Like, hey man, no, this is how this is what I think. Like, if you're asking me what what do I need to do to get more explosive plays, you know what? Run a bubble screen to Aaron Anderson and watch him go sixty. That's what I think. And it goes and it goes in line to with what we've talked about with him the entire time. What's the narrative that's been around Brian Kelly? And why he would want to come to LSU? He's never had the playmakers like this that he's had on the outside. He's never had just the outright dudes. Like, he's had dudes up front. He's had great offensive linemen. He's had some great tight ends. He's got a pair of them, a couple of them now. But running backs, you know the eight that you have, the receivers that he has. Hey, man, I don't have to let Aaron Anderson or Chris Hilton or Jalen Brown run go routes all the time, deep posts all the time to attack and be explosive. Let me just throw it out there to him. That's one thing that you're going to have to do. Okay? Like, that's going to be a very big thing that we talk about on Monday for keys to success, keys to victory. And I think LSU is going to do that. But running the ball right up the gut against a really good D-line, even though I think that your O-line is really good and that you can Three, four yards, three, four yards. Maybe bust one out here and there. Get Jaden on the outside. Not saying all that. But running, running, running is not the, really the game plan that I think that you will have success with here. I, you're, it's just not going to happen. There were times last year, if you really go back and watch, LSU did a lot of good things through the year at times. But your offense was as successful as it is. Jaden Daniel breaking the pocket and running the football in zone read, inside zone type of stuff. That was their bread and butter. And a quick hitch, quick slant here and there. They ran that thing to nauseam at times to maybe what they thought that they should do. And I probably you probably shouldn't say anything about what they did, but Mike, even Mike Dimbrock talked about it in his press conference a couple of weeks ago. Like, hey, man, some of these, like, 
maybe we won't go out of the traditional and just running the football. Like, we got to get these yak yardage up. So, yeah. Let's get to a couple of your comments here. Uh, uh, Darian says, Blake, I will be down for the Auburn game. Come by and tailgate with us. A lot of people coming to games this year. I love it. Um, Let's see. We got a lot of people talking in the chat, so I'm just trying to make sure we got the comments. Uh, <laughs> Spelchum Wellcare says that Gordon must have bought him a cheeseburger. Let's hope not. Uh, Hazard Egg, or EGG, on YouTube says, I don't know if you heard yet, but someone said Mason Smith has been suspended for week one. Yeah, man, it's been the entire show for 30 minutes. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Harold says, don't matter, LSU by 14. The team wants this game. I'm with you. I'm with you. I still believe, like, there's not one time I did, have I said here tonight that I don't believe it. They believe that you're not going to win. I still think you do. Penn Jones says, I believe the defense comes out pissed off and shows out after this. You'd hope so. I mean, look, you'd hope so. But Makai Wingo, Jacoby and Guillory, Jordan uh, Jefferson, they got to have big games, man. They got to. They got to be disciplined. Carter talked about this on Monday. One thing that Florida State does very effectively is run that counterplay and then run the RPO and slant game behind it, right? That's w- what they do. You're gonna see, We saw it a lot last year. We're going to see it a lot this year. A lot, a lot. So we'll see how that transpires, you know, on in reference to how they're able to stop that play. We can even talk about that more uh, next week, but it really be- benefits you when you can get penetration when uh, your team's running a counterplay, man. <coughs> but a lot of good offenses run that. I mean, LSU's ran some of it this year too. Brandon Reese says Mason Taylor could take the next step this year. I do believe that he can, right? Like, I I do believe that he can. And I think he's, you know, if if there is a player that could be, like, a player for key to success and winning, look, you know the guys that got to play well, right? Like, you know that James got to play well. You know that your running backs have to play well. Wide receivers, your O-line's got to stand up. You know the individual people that has to stand up. But in reference to a thing, somebody that maybe didn't really have the game that he would have, you know, some of the games later in the year, Mason Taylor was not necessarily a massive factor in game one. He will be this year. I mean, outside of Malik, Mason Taylor is, is his favorite weapon. Like, without question, get to know number eight, get to know 86 more than you already do. Because the first four plays from – and look, Mike Denbrock, your tight end coach, your OC, loves using the tight end too. And, guys, he's bigger. He Look, Mason Taylor really does look bigger, faster, stronger. Like, when you talk about kids making the next step, he does look bigger, faster, stronger. He does look a solid 250, man. 
like I know some of those bulletin board like heights and weights are BS. His really isn't. Like, dude is dude is built to play tight end. Isaiah says we will be fine this dang near the same team last year that didn't know how to practice right way and still won the SEC championship. This year we will be ready. Isaiah, I don't disagree with your with your premise or thought. Okay. You got better, so did they. And, and you're right. The likelihood of you having two muff punts isn't, I don't think it's going to be likely with Aaron Anderson back there. I don't think you have two turnovers from special teams. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Bob Diaco couldn't fix it. Maybe Brian Kelly does have a problem with special teams. I also don't think that, you know, it's not Jane's first game. But on the flip side of that, so when you're breaking teams down, man, and I, I tell people this all the time, you just can't look at yourself. You Like, you got you can't just go out there and say, oh, well, we got this dude, we got that dude, this dude's a dog, this dude's a dog, that guy's a dog. Okay, well, they got dogs too, man. <laughs> like, you're not about to Georgia-Auburn or Georgia-Oregon them. It's not going to happen. Like, guys, they're a fringe top 10, possibly could be playoff team. Like, don't get that – do not get that twisted. Y'all can go ahead and mess around if you want to. Ken Jones says, idiots wanting to switch quarterbacks because we lost. Is somebody in here saying something about quarterbacks that I hadn't seen? Uh, Penn, is somebody, like, wh what are we talking about with the quarterback thing? Because <laughs> Jane's going to play, brother. He's going to start. He's going to probably play the whole game. Mike Collins says, Blake, we are, we are in much better shape on defense than last year. I agree with that. Maybe not necessarily a defensive back, but I do agree with that to some extent, especially in that front seven. He says, I don't think it's going to be that much of a big deal. Man. Okay. Y'all can think it's not. <laughs> some of y'all are in here just dumb. Oh, by the way, you know what I forgot to ask uh, everybody? We've been doing this every show uh, this week. Where are you listening to the show from? Comment in. Uh, some of you don't might not like it, might not want people knowing where you're at, and I get it. But where are you with listening AYS from? Put it inside the comments. Where are you listening to us from? Stephen Young, what did he say? What did he say? Uh, England, Danny Sr. says, we on probation, so now what? I I don't think that that's going to have anything to do with it. I don't think that's going to have anything to do with it. All right. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's go around your SEC, I guess. <laughs> we'll talk some more LSU. Let's go around your SEC. I'll give you five quick picks out of the break. My five picks of... The weekend, week zero, you want to make a little money. I am not going against the point spread. I'm going to just pick these ones heads up. Might do a little parlay. But I'll give you my top five picks. We'll run through that a little bit more. I'll fill more of your questions. 
Hashtag Ask Blake if you have one. Put it inside the Rudy Crew chat. And uh, we'll go around your SEC Saints uh, season pre- uh, uh, prediction. We might do it at the end. Stay with us. Don't go anywhere. Let's talk about our good friend Tyler Alexander. Stay with us. He will sell your house and find you a new. Well, Tyler's the man. He's here for you. If you want to buy or sell, well, it's not too late. Dial 955-0008. Just call 955-0008. Y'all call Tyler. He'll shoot you straight. Bayou Daiquiri's at Bayou Bowling Go is owned and operated locally by Steve and Lisa Bean. You can find them at 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington, Louisiana. That's 1512 North Highway 190 in Covington. The North Shore's first crawfish drive-thru is about to step it up another notch by bringing you drive through daiquiris as well. You can call in your order today at 985-888-1914. 985-888-1914. Because you know what? Daiquiris and crawfish, it's a Louisiana thing by the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell me, your good friend Blake Rafino with AYS sent you on by. Yes, yes, yes. I see we got a lot of uh, big time stragglers in here. Mason Smith, the defensive tackle star, yes, is suspended. By the way, just throwing this out there, um, did y'all see how hot on God's green earth it was today? So I got in my truck. Okay, and um, it was 117 degrees. (laughs) It was 117 degrees. What in the Satan's ball sack is pause is going on here? 117? Guys, I think we have a problem. I think we have a problem. Uh, Thomas says, listening from the patch in Troy, Pennsylvania. Good to have you here, brother. All the way from PA. Yes, indeed. Real Ed O says, yeah, it was the uh, the devil's gooch hot. <laughs> yes, indeed. Roman says, did I miss anything on John Emery? Never been hearing anything. No, he's fine. I mean, yeah, he, I mean, he's fine. He's fine. So, yeah. Uh, will he play a lot? I don't know. 
I don't know. My, Blaine says Louisiana is becoming a desert. I do agree. I do agree. My grass would, would agree with you. My grass would 1,000% agree with you. All right, very quickly before we go around your SEC, we'll wrap up with some LSU stuff here as well. So we do have week zero games. So in case you haven't watched the show, don't pick, listen to the show, or you're just a newcomer, so welcome. We do go through our college picks at the end of the year. I do give you my records, or I do post them on social media every week if I do actually do them. Some weeks I don't um, – some weeks I really don't feel good about a week. Like, eh, I don't really like any of these games. And maybe pick like one or two if I'm lucky. But we are going to pick all five of the week zero games. So just in case you don't know, Navy takes on uh, Notre Dame, Hawaii, and Vanny San Jose State versus USC. Uh, Louisiana Tech's got FIU and Ohio with San Diego State. In case you just want to sprinkle a little money, sprinkle just a little bit of money on them, Here's going to be my five for the week. Hoping to go at least four and one in these. Notre Dame, San Diego State, Vandy, USC, and Louisiana Tech will be my five. Probably will do a little parlay. Might sprinkle some other little things in there. Uh, I am interested to see USC, though, to be real with you. To be real with you, I am pretty interested. So, We'll see. And around your SEC, so the only SEC school that plays this weekend is going to be the Vanderbilt Commodores. And I got to tell you, they do have a below average team. Used to, they usually just suck. I think this team could get to 6-6, six and six, man. One of the bets that I did have uh, going into it, which you guys know this, the 3.5, 4.5 over – for Vandy this year, give it to me, baby. Won it last year, was three and a half, felt really good about it. Vandy won two conference games last year. Can they get better? A.J. Swan, their quarterback's not that bad, man. He's not that bad. They got some Louisiana wide receivers, one from Mandeville that's on the outside, had nine touchdowns in the SEC last year. Nine touchdowns in the SEC, man. Vandy still sucks. Okay, to some extent, and you're right. I want Vandy to get sub 500. Can the Commodores go into Gainesville, as an example, beat the Gators? Man, I got to tell you, if Vanderbilt, if Billy Napier lose to, loses to Vandy back-to-back years, that's a fireball offense. <laughs> that's a fireball offense, man. If you're a Florida Gator coach, you can not, cannot uh, lose to Vandy in back-to-back seasons. Speaking of the Florida Gators, um, they have Utah in week one. They're going out to Mormon country, out to mountain country, to face the Utah Utes. I don't know if some of you have not uh, been paying attention, but their quarterback, Utah's quarterback, Cam Rising, the one that's been there like literally since the Reagan administration, it feels like. Like, my, like bro, my man was eating Tomahawk steaks with Bill Clinton. He's so old. Like, Cam Rising's social security number is like two. All right? Like, that's how old my man is. My dude's been on this planet for, uh, been at Utah for a hot minute, it feels like. He's out. 
I know a lot of people, a lot of people, are saying that Florida cannot go into Utah and beat them. And you're probably right. You're probably right. Maybe I'm overanalyzing this. But even though Cam Rising is out, their backup quarterback also got hurt and may be questionable for that game. If Utah's on their third-string quarterback against Florida, Florida might F up and go up there and beat them. (laughs) Florida might, you know, just mess around, go up into altitude and beat the Utes. And I will tell you, Utah does not have the depth offensively to lose dudes. Like, they have their core front offensive linemen. Everybody pretty much underneath that, they're too deep, is true freshmen or redshirted freshmen. They do not have experience at all. They're going to be a part of the year that they're playing three freshmen on that offensive line. A lot of people have Utah in their top 10, and I'm like, eh, you, nah, I, eh, I don't think Utah going to win. Man, it, it, it's, that thing getting a little... Eh. Utah could, could be a, an 8-4 and four team really quick. Really quick. If they can't figure out this quarterback situation. And I'm serious. And you know this. Offensive linemen get hurt, man. The, the likelihood of you starting the same five along the offensive line every single week in a college football season, it's not likely. Hell, it's not even likely in high school that that happens. Sure as hell doesn't happen in the NFL all the time. So you look at <laughs> you look at that game and say, man, is Florida going to F up and go up there and win? I don't know. I don't know. But I do think that Florida may not be as bad as some people uh, believe. We'll see. We'll see. I think they... I think they go seven and five this year instead of six and six. Did y'all see my buddy Takeo Spikes? One of our buddies from Believe. He does a Believe show too. Um, Takeo Spikes had them four and eight, bro. <laughs> four and eight for the Gators. Man, Sunbelt Billy can't ain't gonna be able to bounce back for that. They don't if they go four and eight, he ain't gonna be able to bounce back from that. Two Losing seasons in the SEC the first two years, so that's not going to be good. Like, you don't see coaches really come out of that too much. We'll see. Maybe they can. Maybe they can. You know, one thing I was thinking about during the break, I do know that, you know, either you're on the spectrum in reference to whether you think LSU is going to really dominate Florida State or you think this game is going to be close. I just, I don't, we got a a whole week next week to break them down. So I don't want to be like two weeks and overextend myself on this. But I guess we can a little bit more tonight on this one as well. Look, I, I do think that you could beat them by 14, even with the Mason Smith news. Like I'm not, I'm not panicking over this at all. I think you can't beat them by 14. That does, that wouldn't shock me in the slightest. You do got to come over a little bit of a demon, though, right? Like, you've gone three straight game ones, playing good opponents, Mississippi State, uh, UCLA, 
and Florida State. You go into the fourth one. You're gonna. You need to win one of these. You need to win one of these. So, do I think you are gonna go out there and do that? Yeah, I do. So, I, I some people in here I see saying something about being, you know, Blake being a little negative. I'm not being negative, guys. You should you should take that approach against any top ten team that you play. Any top ten team that you play. I mean, and you're going on the road. You're going to Florida. You're going to Orlando. Like you beat guys. There are teams that you probably shouldn't have beat last year. If we're if we're being real, you had no business. LSU had no business. If we're just being real, because of only having 39 scholarship players a year ago, or when the year that Brian Kelly got here, and having to rebuild that roster, there was no reason that he should be winning the SEC West. LSU overperformed last year. There's not a – you're overperforming, you know. I think to some would be like, hey, man, if they got to the playoff, you know, three, two years ago, like we were – we had a losing season. We had 39 scholarship players. We're back in the playoff. Maybe winning a natty would be overextending, maybe, but I, I don't believe that it would be. I don't believe that it would be. You outdid yourself last year. You have the capability of winning a natty. That, that's it. I know the secondary has not looked good at times. I know that there's been struggles at times at camp. But, guys, you're going up against yourself here. You're in camp. It's the hot. There's not a team in the planet. There's not a team on this planet that plays college football that has been through the summer that you've been through. Guys, it's the hottest Nowhere, it might be hotter in Arizona from a temperature standpoint, but they ain't got the heat and humidity that you do. The, the simple nature that you're going into this game, God, please, Jesus, please, Jesus, stay the same. The, the simple fact that you're going into this game with not massively big injuries, guys, we just got done talking about Utah. They're, they're starting quarterbacks out. Teams around the country are losing guys that they don't want to lose. So, look, man, it, it, it's been it's been a rough summer. So yeah. Uh, Tr three on YouTube says Blake Florida State is two and nineteen versus ranked opponents since twenty seventeen zero and three in twenty twenty four. What happened? I'll believe it when I see it. Well, I mean, they still beat you, man. I mean, they still beat you, and they're still a good team. They came from – they had a rebuild too. Orzron had an impeccable record against top 10 teams. How did that fare for him? How did that fare for him? Wasn't 2017 the year that Jimbo left? What were they before that? And they had a couple, a couple more rough years than you did, and that, I mean, you're right there. But let's not, you know, very, very dark times. Mr. on YouTube, who is a Florida State fan, he said, "Man, we we went through very dark times. You did, you did. But I will tell the Florida State fan base, you got lucky on this one. It's two years in a row not playing Mason Smith. Good, congratulations." Congratulations. 
You 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 escaped. Eddie says it sounds like someone in the NCAA has money on Florida State. Everybody keeps saying that. Why do y'all keep saying that? Real Edo says Vandy is beating Tennessee this year. No, they're not. Brandon Reese says it'll be funny if Vandy goes and beats Florida in the swamp and ruins their homecoming. It would be pretty funny. It would be even more funny that they beat Billy Napier in back-to-back years and Glenn Gilbo having to deal with all the things that he said about Brian Kelly. And, whoa, the LSU should have hired Billy Napier. Let me tell you something really quickly. Because this happened, okay? And, yes, Glenn, I'm calling you out. Brian Kelly, if y'all remember, said about that he's going to be giving injury updates. Remember that? Like how they do it in the NFLs with all this betting stuff. So nobody's, you know, we don't want anybody like thinking that we're doing something that we're not supposed to be doing. <clears throat> Glenn Gilbo in the press conference after Brian Kelly releases that is sitting in the press room. Um, when everybody comes in for practice, he didn't even go out there. And... My man literally got the first question, okay? Asked Brian Kelly about it and wanted him to give more detail. Literally during the press conference, got up and walked out and made noise. Bro, do you know how disrespectful that is? Like highly disrespectful. So we talk about all this shit all the time and media kind of gets to do what they want sometimes, right? Like media just gets to flamboozle, myself included. But like, come on, dude. Don't go. Like, what What are you going to? You getting your nails done? Right? I mean, there's a nail place right there by the stadium. I think it's uh, Ling Chin's like nail place or whatever it's called. And that, I'm not making that name up. That's like really what it's called. You going to get your your nose powdered? Like, what are we doing here? Uh, Pin Jones with a nine ninety nine dollars super chat. Thank you, my man. Says, bet it on the Tigers and give Ben the winnings, my son Ben. Yeah, we hadn't seen Ben in a while, man. My dude's getting older. And I'm getting older. Parents, you'll know this. You'll know this. Um, Hal Juman says, probably, Blake. Um, Parents, you'll know this, man. (sighs) They grow up too fast, dude. They grow up too fast. Like, sometimes I just see that little dude and think to myself, like, man, you are literally the coolest little dude on the planet. (laughs) I really do, man. He is the best of me. The best of his mother. He is an amazing kid. An amazing kid. God, I love that little sucker. Uh, Elwin says, we will, will we ever have an uneventful season? No. <laughs> no, every team goes through this, though, Elvin, Elwin. Florida State had one of their defensive line, uh, defensive linemen that's out because he didn't become eligible. He moved, I think, his mother or something. Uh, 
Like they wouldn't let him transfer because, or they denied his transfer because he moved or something happened on how he moved. But no, you're always going to go through eventful stuff. Somebody's going to get injured. You got to take the good with the bad, man. And the good thing is, is that he's not out for the entire season. That's the good thing. Just got to get through a game without him. Got to get through the game without him. And next man up. <laughs> I knew this was coming as soon as I said that. I knew th that was that was definitely the whitest thing I said on the show. This right here. This is easily the whitest thing I've said on the show in probably a couple weeks. But D Music on YouTube says, not flamboozled. <laughs> I definitely had a white boy moment. Like when I said flamboozled earlier, I could smell the pumpkin spice. You know what I mean? <laughs> I could smell the pumpkin spice, dude. Like, badge. <laughs> All right, Saints prediction. Oh, man. I think the Saints are winning 11 games, dude. I think this division sucks. I think Derek Carr might be a dude. I think the Saints, because this division sucks so bad, that we might we might have a little team. I think they go they could go a ten and seven. Uh, Eleven and six, maybe. I, I kind of trust this team. Ten and seven, man. You go ten and seven. So here on my Saints, if, you, if this team can go, because I think you can beat Carolina twice. I think you Carolina's not good, man. Have y'all watched them preseason wise? They are not looking good. Um, I think Baker Mayfield sucks, and I, I think Atlanta. That dude, like, bro, Derek Carr literally could get six wins. Like, you literally could get half your wins to this division. You could, you could. And I know that you never, like, really just completely sweep a division. Uh, and it would be something if you did. Maybe you lose one or two here. Maybe you split. I don't know. You could definitely go four and two, which is massive. Which is massive. Uh, Hal Jubin and Brandon Reese said, uh, Hal said 11-6, uh, not bad. I'll take that. I'd take that too, brother. And Brandon Reese says 11 or 6 or 12 and 5. I could see that, man. They might have a pretty good little season on their hands. Man, isn't it great? Like, remember in 19 when the Saints were, were really winning too and we had the Alabama game and then the Saints played at home? Wasn't it against the Rams? Remember how great of a football weekend that was? Like, that was impeccable football weekend in the, in the boot. So, yeah, we'll see, man. Y'all have a good one. Well, Wilson said he's going to come on tomorrow, so we'll get him on. Uh, talk about this Mason Smith stuff. We'll see y'all tomorrow, guys. Peace. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.